There we go. Hey, Eddie. What's up? How are you? How was that? Well, it was very easy. Okay. <laughs> One click of a button. I sent you a message uh, wondering how to do it, and then I immediately saw a link that I clicked on. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it used to be like I would just call you uh, yeah. uh, straight, uh, like I would be doing a normal call, and then uh, we would just start recording. I guess now they're just trying to make sure that people get inside the app, which makes sense. Uh, totally. And so I appreciate uh, I just appreciate being able to do this this easy, even though it was easier, I think. But I like this setup and uh, just a way to kind of help uh, do a podcast without having to go through all those uh, loops that you typically do. I think it's pretty easy. So, yeah, it's great. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Um, we'll, we'll get right into it. It's, we're already recording. So that'd be kind of cool. People kind of get to hear like it's not perfect. So it's one of the things that I always <laughs> think people. Uh, what prevents people from doing stuff is like they think it has to be perfect before they they uh, move forward on doing whatever that is that they. So you're they saying want. I can't I can't answer these questions five times and then you keep the best one? No, yeah, no, it's <laughs> gonna be none of that. No, okay. uh, <laughs> none of that, which I think is cool. Like, no, we're just gonna yeah, go with totally the responses and uh, and uh, we'll be fine. People will yeah, get I to hear it's... hear the truth. I think it's great, too. And on that note, um, you know, I may be interrupted a couple times just because I am at work, um, but it shouldn't be too bad. But we may there may be some awkward moments for a minute. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's that's fine. That's even better. Okay, awkward moments good. makes all of this that much better. I think if we keep this as real as possible, it helps people understand. Like, man, for those who know us, you know, they'd be like, OK, Caleb and Hetty aren't. They're not doing everything just right. They just <laughs> we're just yeah, doing it. We're making it happen. You know, so. we're just we're just learning here at work that if you try to make it perfect, then you're never going to get it done. So you might as well just jump in and get busy. That's good. That is so good. So true. So we'll jump right in this. Just we've already kind of said our names, but uh, again, this is the Go Win Community Podcast. Essentially, what I want here is for people to share a little bit of their story, uh, and from that, I hope people listen in on this and from. Your story, one of the things that you probably heard me say before, I think people learn from it, even if it's they learn how to do their work better or do life better. Hmm. I just think when people are sharing their stories, people learn from it. Another thing, people are inspired. So I hope that people can hear a little bit of Caleb's story and just kind of our our conversation and, and they're inspired. And then I hope that they connect with us in some way, even though they may not know us personally, but there can still be this connection to your story, my story. Uh, that allows for us to kind of continue to grow this community of people who are just kind of laying out uh, their life and their stories in order for everybody to get better. And I think and that's the sense of a, a, a great community is where we're kind of helping each other meet uh, one another's needs. And so that's the, that's yeah, the gist great. of this podcast. And so calling it the Go Win Community Podcast. So if you just kind of just give us your name, uh, tell us, I know that you're married to a beautiful woman. So just tell us a little yep. bit about her and then maybe, or uh, your children. And, and then we'll kind of go from there. Just tell us a little bit and where you're from and, and who sure. you are. Sure. Yeah. So my name's Caleb Arter and I grew up in Enid, Oklahoma, and then, uh, moved around the country and different places in Texas and Missouri and a couple other random places and ended up back in. And that's when I met Julie, who is here visiting her sister and julie is from minnesota so we met and then she went home <laughs> and we kind of yeah. dated over the phone for a while and um got married that following year and fast forward to now um we have four beautiful children that are 
all six and under. And, oh, my goodness. And um, so Julie stays home with the kids. She was a nurse for several years until we started having kids, and now she stays home with the kiddos. And and I run Blue 7. That's our that's our gig, and that's what pays the bills for us. And Blue 7 is a retail store that sells, you know, a little bit of everything except for food. It's kind of a locally owned little department store that has men's, women's, and kids' apparel, home and gift items, and locally made items, and all kinds of stuff. So that's a little bit about us. Nice. Now, doing it over the phone, even though I guess you had seen her because she was here visiting her sister, uh, talking about Julie. But since yeah. you did the most of your uh, dating initially over the phone, is that the same as like people meeting on Facebook and and kind of interact? The, I'm meeting more and more people like, where yeah. did y'all meet at? Facebook or, you know, some type of online. Right. Yes, definitely way different now. I mean, you know, that was um, probably 2005, give or take. Um 2005 i think is when that was but so yeah that just wasn't nearly as common i mean it probably was the same thing i mean definitely there's benefits to getting to see people face to face but we actually thought it was great you know we thought it was great we went on our first date the morning she drove back to minnesota we had breakfast together oh nice so then we didn't see each other i flew up there a few months later and she came down here a few months later so we kind of saw each other a few times mm-hmm. before we were engaged but it actually kind of gave us an opportunity to really get to know each other just through good conversation yep. instead of just through you know uh like physical attraction yep. and that kind of infatuation it just we got to go a little deeper and and didn't focus as much on seeing each other all the time mm-hmm. so for us it worked out great you know yeah i think for some people you can kind of hide behind that and maybe not get to know them as well but i felt like we got to know each other better so it's pretty cool no i think so too i i think when i was growing up like we didn't have facebook and all this technology today but there was a lot of times i would meet a girl through my cousin who would give me her phone number and we would just talk like we didn't have transportation or anything <laughs> Right. And I feel like we got the noise because you had to come up with all kinds of questions to ask each other. And yeah. it was just really cool. Uh, so I just kind of think, but now people kind of like, where'd y'all meet at? Facebook. And people kind of look down on it. And I, I remember the days of just us doing that via the telephone and kind of getting to know people that way and, and liking each other. So, yeah. Was that long distance for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long distance. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to get a phone card. Yeah. yeah phone card. Yeah. <laughs> <Prepaid> <laughs> phone card. The crazy thing was, like we live in Guthrie, Oklahoma, which is about 30 minutes north of Oklahoma City for those like somebody's listening. And uh, that was long distance back in the day. Oh, no. Yeah. Like <laughs> even to call Langston University to call Langston, which is a town that's maybe 10 minutes away, which is uh, east of Guthrie was long distance. Now it's like, you can that's call. Wrong. now there's no long distance, you know, essentially. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's you, all I ever wanted for Christmas. You know, I, <laughs> I used to date a girl that lived in Phoenix and I was like, all I want is prepaid phone cards because it's so expensive to talk to her. <laughs> yes, this is true. Well, that's good. Good. You talked a little bit about your store there, blue seven. I would like, maybe that kind of be our focus. You kind of shared some of the work that you all do. Uh, what has been some of the, uh, just thinking about the history from when did you start Blue 7? What did that look like? How did, how did you end up starting Blue 7? Yeah, Blue 7 was started in uh, 2013, I mean uh, 2003, and I started working there 
for someone else that started it in 2003 as well. Um, actually, I started selling leather goods there just on consignment. They allowed me to sell them there. And then shortly after started working there and, you know, without going into too much detail after I think three years of working there, then uh, Julie and I actually, Julie and I hadn't even met when I started working there. Um, so in that three years we met and were married and then the owners, the previous owners, Rusty and Regan Nix actually made us a really great offer and they owner financed the store and we purchased it from them in 2006. And so that we've, we've owned it since 2006 and it's changed quite a bit over the years. You know, it's grown, we've moved locations and then, you know, in 2008 we expanded and then we expanded again and, 2009 and again in 2011 and the shopping center where we are we just kept putting holes in the wall and opening up another doorway (laughs) taking the space next to us you know we did that three different times so in two i think 2013 was our last you know major expansion where we added uh, what we call just okay and it's kind of a separately branded space that's still a part of blue seven but it's everything in there is either promotes the state or city of Oklahoma city or, or Oklahoma, or is made by people that, that live in Oklahoma and everything from clothing to jewelry to art and all kinds of, you know, all kinds of things, locally roasted coffee from right there in Guthrie at Hoboken. We sell that there. Um, and that's become a big part of our business. Of course, I'm passionate about that because that's where I first got involved with Blue 7. They just gave me the opportunity to sell stuff there. And I learned a bunch about people and retail and and just got to experiment, I felt like. And really, that's how I learn. You know, the best way I learn is just by doing. And so for me to try to sell stuff there, see how people respond or don't respond, make adjustments and just continue to learn and grow in that way. That's that was the best way for me to just continue being a part of blue seven. So, yeah. Now, uh, that's good. Would you explain to people what owner, what had you said? Owner finance? Yeah. Yeah. What owner finance. I mean, we literally like, I knew that he didn't make that much money at blue seven and couldn't pay me a lot of money. Um, but I enjoyed it so much cause I got so many different opportunities there and was just continuing to grow and learn. And it was, it would be hard for me to leave and go work somewhere else where I could get paid more money, but just wasn't, growing as a person or wasn't learning a lot or even enjoying it. And so I stayed and in the end, you know, he just, he knew how much he had been paying me and Julie was in nursing school. And so we had made the decision that she would just focus on school and not work. And he knew how much he paid me and I didn't have any money to try to buy a business from someone. And because of that, I really had no credit history to speak of to go to a bank and try to purchase it either. And so what he did was basically say, here's the business, it's yours, and you just need to pay me every month until it's paid off. And so basically he acted as the bank, and I just paid him out of the business for, I think, six years, and and then we owned it outright. And so, you know... It was it was interesting. In the beginning, he kind of had more input and more say. And we had kind of come up with an agreement that, like, over time, he would become more and more hands off. Yeah. And, and then, you know, about halfway through through that uh, payment process, he kind of was completely hands off and didn't really make have any input or make any decisions at all. Of course, we brainstormed about things, but um, 
that's kind of how the agreement was set up was and i and i see because he i didn't give him any money like it was it was no risk on my part all the risk was his and so he wanted to make sure that i was making good choices and decisions and and so we kind of would dialogue about things those first couple years especially and and after that almost like a mentorship you know i mean he was always my mentor the three years I worked for him. So that kind of continued into the first couple of years of that, of us owning Blue 7. Man, that's really good. That's really good. And I don't, I would say that that probably doesn't happen as often. <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, it took a, I mean, for him and he took a, a lot of big jobs, design jobs that he did. And I mean, they were very successful jobs. As far as I remember, it was, uh, you know, websites for Kodak and Gucci and took all that money that he made. And he and his wife invested it and started this little store. I mean, it was a Mm -hmm. dream she had always had. And, and so then to have a a successful retail shop, it wasn't huge, but it was successful. And then to just basically give it away and hope that someone else made good choices and decisions to keep it running and growing and successful so that you would get paid. I mean, that takes a lot yeah. of faith and a, and a lot of trust and really selfless. Yeah. yeah. His part. And I also think that the piece, you know, when you talk about go in, there are some things that, you know, uh, I look at and I say, Hey, here are some right things in order for people to go in. And, and some of that is who are the right people that you need to mm-hmm. consistently have in your, your life. And so to hear you say, Hey, I had this mentor, but also he was investing in me from a, a, a to a degree of financial way as well but also yes. speaking just wisdom into your life uh has helped you yes. be successful wouldn't you say yes totally no doubt i mean that's actually a good reminder for me now i mean i thought i had worked there forever i just thought well i'm i am so committed and dedicated i kind of deserve this <laughs> like yeah. you know there were those little thoughts yeah in my head uh-huh. looking back it's humorous because it was three years you know yeah <laughs> and um and I have employees for me now that have worked, you know, uh, four, five, seven, eight, nine years, wow. almost 10 years on one of yeah. them, been a part of Blue 7. And so um, it's, it is humorous. And, and so it's a good reminder for me to say, what, how am I investing in them? Yeah. Uh, whether it be a, it, through a mentorship or even financially, maybe if they've got something they want to uh, pursue. Yeah. So that's, I mean, just hearing you say that is really good for me to be reminded. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so important. So, Let's talk about Blue 7 and, and let's, for you personally, when you think about Blue 7, what are some things like some wins that you want to see? I know one, of course, is financially, like you want it to be successful. Uh, that's how you yes. take care of your family. Uh, hearing you talk about, hey, I would like to be able to invest into other people, possibly financially, that could be a way. But what are some sure. wins uh, that you would say that you would like to have uh, for your uh, company Um it, outside of maybe yeah. financially, what are some wins that you'd look for? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this may be related to financially and what you're saying, but yeah. I think for me, just recently, I we grew, like I said, the first several years that we owned it, we just continued to expand. And I think every time we added something, I w- my wife is the exact opposite of me in, in a lot of ways as far as personality. I mean, she didn't necessarily want to purchase the store. She was afraid, what if it fails? then what's going to happen. And, and, you know, for us, it was very low t- to really no risk if it failed. You know, the only thing is you're embarrassed because you failed at something, but then again, just go get another job. I wasn't making very much anyway, yeah. so it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. um, but 
but for her it was like hey when are, when is enough like when you're going to expand and then do it again and then do it again and then what's next and what's next like i think she was more interested in us spending quality time together and our family growing and us me being able to definitely be present for the family so you know she and i would have these conversations and i used to think maybe that's just my personality like i'll never have enough not money but just just always want to do something different or new uh, but lately, I think I'm starting to understand that growth is so important just because it provides opportunities for other people. Mm. I mean, yeah, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to make a ton more money if we continue to expand into other things or other opportunities or grow. But what it does mean is that more people have opportunities of their own. And that's pretty cool because when we first purchased the business, I had three or four employees and at any given moment now, we have 20 to 30. Wow. And, and so, you know, right now I've got somewhere maybe 10 or 12 full-time employees and then a few part-timers uh, that work for me. And so, you know, we could easily just take the money that we're making and just hold on to it. Or if we continue to move into other areas and try new things, then that provides more opportunities for more people. And so I had a great conversation with a guy that owns a restaurant franchise business. And he said, I don't, I don't open new franchises so that I can make more money. I open new franchises to give those, those really hardworking, uh, dedicated employees at current franchises an opportunity to maybe run their own store. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I never really thought about that because for me, I almost lately have felt guilty for wanting to grow and expand and then – when I started to see it that way, it made me more excited to go, oh, so who is it? Who could this be an opportunity for? Mm -hmm. And so those are some of the discussions even we've been having this last month or so is like, what's next for Blue 7? Who who will benefit with those opportunities and how will we invest it in, a, in that way? Um, so, of course, that that's just something that's new and fresh for me, just a new perspective. And that's been really encouraging to think about that. Another thing is just just the idea of taking what we currently have. We, I think we have a great reputation in the community. And I think we, we also, uh, part of that reputation, I think is just an opportunity for creatives to have a place like I did to learn and grow and experiment. And, and we've had multiple different local artists and makers and, and, and designers come into the shop and, and want to sell stuff in just, in just okay. And, you know, sometimes that stuff's a great fit and we love it and we feel really good about it and we go for it. And other times it's not necessarily for us or it's just not quite there quality wise yeah. or the prices aren't really realistic or, you know, there's just things that we feel like we could add to maybe help mentor them in a way. And if they're willing to let us do that, then that's something we feel really strongly about trying to take the time and energy to do for people. Yeah. And and what's been really encouraging is that that's happened a few times in the last few years where, you know, uh, uh, some of those people have come in and we sat down with them. We talked to them about price structure, what the difference between consignment and wholesale and just kind of how to run their a legitimate business to sort of move from a hobby to an actual way of making a living. And, you know, one, one of those guys, we were his second store to be in. And we sat down with him and we redesigned his logo for him. We helped him with packaging and 
we really just poured into him and he's in over 200 stores right now wow. across the country. And it's just been really cool. He'll come back and just, he still says thank you and how much that meant to him. And, and I'm not necessarily bragging on us. I mean, honestly, I got the same opportunity whenever yeah. I first came yeah. to the Blue 7 just to sell these little bracelets that I made as a start, you know? So that's really exciting for us to be able to do and anytime we get an opportunity to do that i try to communicate with my employees you may not know what it's like but i will never forget that courage that it took to walk in and be vulnerable and hope that someone else saw value in what you were putting energy into yeah. like you saw value in it you know yeah. i don't know if that made sense or not but that's that's been a really big part of our business i feel like yeah no that that that's that's really good and, and so exciting to hear like how you're invested because somebody invested in you so you've already kind of started that trend with with mm. just okay to me from what i'm hearing it's like yeah hey this is the way that i'm already investing in people even though you all you know initially i think you were saying that the owners of blue seven were already letting people come in and do that because that's kind of how you got your start but right. you're still doing that same thing and now you've no, taken it to a, a step further, like I don't know if they helped you with your logo or kind of talked to you from taking something in the lobby to uh, from a hobby to making it something that that mm. allows for you to live, you know, your lifestyle. But it sounds like you've already started that that trend, so um, which is super cool. Yeah. No, that's a great that's a great story. Kind of helps bring purpose to what you're doing, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we get so stuck in a very narrow-minded mindset of like buying and selling and profit margins and, and all of those things. And it's nice to step out from that and really focus on some other things besides just numbers all the time. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm hearing you say is it almost sounds like you are talking about community within Blue 7. Like you're kind of growing a community. One of the things that I know that you all do is the Clean Start project yeah. where you take the raw denim. Again, that to me, that speaks community. Uh, you talk about Oklahoma City and, and your name, the Blue 7 name, kind of being in a good place uh, within the community of Oklahoma City. So community, you value community. Tell me what that means to you and, 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 what, and how you're sure. being intentional about it. Yeah, sure. I mean, the, yeah, the Clean Start Project is a, is a great example. I mean, one time years ago, I heard someone say, the, when you die, the only thing you're taking with you is relationships. Mm -hmm. Everything else turns to dirt and you're and it's done and you'll never take it with you. And, you know, I tried to, to talk around that and think around that for years. And then finally it just hit me like I, I actually really do believe that. Like yeah. the investment you pour into others and those relationships of all sorts that we form are the things that we take with us. And that's it. Yeah. And so, you know, it really got me thinking it when i when that really hit home with me i had already i had already purchased blue seven i was thick into it and it was kind of a sobering thought of like oh wow i buy and sell stuff yeah <laughs> like that that doesn't have much to do with relationships i'm literally just buying goods and selling them yeah. and so for me it was like i either need if i really believe that relationships are that important and community is that important and trying to figure out how to facilitate that i either need to figure out a way to do it within the business that I own or I need to get out of it. And so clean start was one of those ways where we said, okay, we, we are going to use retail to facilitate community because that's what we do. We're a retail store. And I truly believe that no matter what someone does for a living or for a hobby 
on the weekends or, or whatever they do with their time, they can use that to facilitate relationships and to grow a community. Yeah. And so for us, it was like, okay, we're going to use retail to do that. And, you know, the Clean Start Project, without going into too much detail, is just a, a simple project where all of our customers, anyone in the community, all of our employees are invited to participate, where we sell quite a bit of raw denim here, which is just basically a blank canvas of, of jeans that you wear. It's dark. It's a little bit crispy and rigid. It has no real character to it at all. It's just a clean pair of, of dark blue jeans. And then we all wear them together for seven months in a row. We do some little events throughout that seven months and and send emails to communicate with the, uh, the people that are participating. And then at the end, we kind of all get back together and we hang everybody's jeans for a big art show where everybody can kind of see how your jeans take on the characteristics of your life. And it's been really cool to see so many people connected through that project yeah. that we do. And, you know, there's a lot of times when I'm out and about around town and I'll see multiple people that I know have participated in that, that I would have just maybe smiled at and walked on. But at this point I have a connection point with them. And so I'm able to stop and have a conversation about their genes or about something to do with clean start. And it's just a, it's a nice way to just help people get out of their ordinary circles that they would run it around in and have another way of connecting with people through something as simple as a pair of jeans. Yeah. So, you know, that's the simple, I guess, explanation of what clean start is and why we do it. And, you know, this was our seventh year to do it. And we had, I think we had about 140 people participate this year. Wow. And we're, we're almost, we've got another month and a half left. Um, so some people's jeans are starting to get pretty smelly at this yeah. point. But, uh, <laughs> we're almost done. <laughs> the funny, yeah. the funny thing, I did clean start like one of the first or second ones, and yeah. I still help people ask me about that very. Like they still talk to me about the clean start because it's always a great conversation starter, right? And it just helped me connect with people because they would always ask me, especially if I see them on a regular basis, they would ask me about my jeans. And one of the oh, big well, things yeah. was the smell part. And so uh, <laughs> people would always ask me, how do you clean? And I would say, uh, put them in the refrigerator. Well, to kind of kill the smell, you put them in the freezer, right? <laughs> right. Well, that's what some people say. Yeah. A lot of people feel that way. I don't know how much it works, you know, but um, yeah, it's a pretty popular thing for people to do. Apparently they say it freezes the bacteria and kills yeah. it. And yeah. Yeah. It smells whatever. But, you know, for most people, it's not that big of an issue, the smell. It seems really foreign to us at first but like i said this is our seventh year to do it and we have 140 people i think this year that are, that are participating with us and so you know you get that many people in a in a community as small as ours that are doing something like that together and this was the third year we've had well over 100 people yeah 200 160 140 and we've had about you know we started with i think 19 of us that first year mm -hmm. so but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, it's not just about us connecting with each other, whoever's participating, but it also has been a great talking point for people who maybe aren't participating, but to go, are you still wearing those jeans? Yeah. And then they yeah. joke about it. And it, yeah. that makes me happy because it's like, hey, we're making people get out there and meet people yeah. and have conversations and, and talk. So like the objective is being met. Yeah. So no, that yeah. that is super cool. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about you and what you've done with Blue 7 is just really how you're trying to cultivate uh, community 
and, and letting it be about those relationships. And, mm-hmm. and because of the clean start, I have new, I have new relationships that I, I thought that I would never have. And so uh, it's awesome. definitely one of the things that uh, I have appreciated about uh, watching you and you grow blue seven and you and Julie and the, the work that y'all have done has been really cool. Mm-hmm. So let, let me ask you this. Uh, what, What's been some of your the biggest? What's the biggest thing you've had to overcome to be successful in uh, running Blue Seven? Oh man, my my own pride. That's <laughs> I mean, you know, like I I just think leadership is not always what you think it is. I mean, uh, and it's it's more about being humble and more about serving others and listening you know all the things we think about i think i think about with leaders is like you know they're they're smart and they're confident and they make great decisions they have a following and it's it's really you know been an eye-opening experience for me over the years just to realize like it's more about being a good listener Mm -hmm. evaluating what's going on around you being humble when you're wrong Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to to correct that and listen to other people. Um, I think even just recently, I kind of have this thing I'm playing through my head that pride prevents progress. Mm -hmm. Pride prevents progress. Pride prevents progress. And so if I can lay down my pride immediately, then progress starts immediately. But if I continue to to fight against something um, for a week or a month or a year, then progress won't start for another year until I make that choice and that decision to lay down my pride and move on with what's really best, not what, what I originally thought or what I came up with. Um, so I think that's been, that's been one of the hardest things is like just relationships are never easy. Um, but when you can walk away from them, you kind of get an easy out. Yeah. But when you're the leader or the employer, you can't walk away from those relationships at work because <laughs> yeah. they work for you. Yeah. Um, you know, they can they can always walk away. <laughs> yeah. But I just can't. But yeah. You're in it. So you that's, you know, just those relationships and, and working through that stuff and and trying to encourage people to um, speak up about their thoughts and feelings. And, yeah. and, and those kind of communication things. I mean, that's been tough. That's been probably the hardest part about, you know, being a leader over the years is just the relationships that come with that. So that's good. No. Yeah, I think so. I was essentially just saying, what are some of the things that you've had to overcome to be successful? And it sounds like managing relationships is something that you definitely have to kind of kind of work through and and understanding what leadership looks like and what that means to you personally, because I think leadership can look and, and feel different for everybody. Uh, however, I think the number one thing about leadership is that you turn around and there's people following you. Now, <laughs> and so, yeah. so often I hear people talk about leadership. I'm like, well, do you have anybody following you? If, if, if you don't have anybody <laughs> following, you might want to start You're there. <laughs> but in order to get well, that, I think what you're saying is you got to invest in people. You got to listen to them. You got to serve them, uh, which is so true. True, true, true. Yeah, I think, I think followers come with, I mean, I've learned for me, I think I'm, I have natural abilities that make me a leader. And I think that um, the problem with that is that you, those people won't continue to follow you if you just are acting on those natural abilities only. Yeah. Uh, but it's more about the, the I guess, uh, the ability 
to grow and listen and evolve as a person that will make them continue to follow you. Yeah. That's my, been my experience. Yeah. You know? I mean, a, natu- a person that's a natural leader can get followers pretty much at any point, but to uh, keep those followers for an extended period of time that are really dedicated to the cause, I've just learned that, like, man, I have to – that ability to – uh, listen and evolve and serve and, and grow as a person. is like something I've had to work on a lot. So, yeah, that's good. Good, good, good. Uh, what's, what's the biggest way your work has changed since you started? Hmm. I mean, I think really the the focus has moved from me doing a lot, if not the majority of the workload to me, teaching others and leading others to do the majority of the workload because we've grown so much. It's just not possible for me. Yeah. Um, And so that, that's one of the things I'm learning now. It's like a daily thing of like, why am I doing this? And I had an employee just yesterday come to me and say, I think some of your, some other employees like think that you don't trust them. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Okay. Uh, Yes, say more. (laughs) Um, And I think it was just like you, because you're not giving them enough responsibility. They think it's because you don't trust them or you don't, you know, value them. And so um, you should probably all these things that you're stressed out about not getting done. Like, let's just (laughs) write them down and look at them and go, they're more than capable and they may not do it perfect, but they're never going to do it perfect until till they learn and they're never going to learn if they don't get the opportunity, you know, it was great. I mean, it was a really good, we always try to have that. I very rarely do my employees tell me that kind of information, but I tell them all the time that I need it and I want it and we all need that. Um, So that was really good for me. That was literally just yesterday. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Okay. You're right. Okay. These are the things I'm giving away like tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like first thing in the morning I'm saying, Hey, I value you. I trust you. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of pointers and then I just want you to go for it. You know, yeah. There's no mistake that's going to kill anyone. So just do it, you know? So anyway, that's, that was really good for me yesterday. That is really good. So just hand it off, keep giving it away. Delegating. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching, teaching people. And when you teach people stuff too, you find that you even get better at it, but uh, yeah, it makes you really evaluate good. like, why do we do it this way? Yeah. Yes, yes. And then what happens is they typically will have a better way of doing it because you, <laughs> you're just doing it because you it. have to. You know, like, <laughs> I have to do this. They've been, do- been, they've been doing it to a degree to where it's like part of their everyday thing and they know how to do it better. They just won't tell you. Mm, totally. I think you know, you're right about that. Yeah. So I've, that's what I've learned. Like, I've learned, like, I can do it but I'm probably not doing it best. And there's probably somebody on my team who probably can do it better than me. Mm, yep. And it keeps I, me from, do, from doing my role, who I really am as far as the, the leader from leading well, because I'm trying to do stuff that I shouldn't be doing, you know? And so, yes, yeah, so or stuff that you would enjoy more, mm-hmm. give you more joy and probably have better results. Too. Mm-hmm. We, we looked at my list together just yesterday and I, about half the things that I hadn't handed away that, I, that they're more than capable of doing, it was just because I want to do those things. But the problem is the other half of the list has been on there for a really long time, and I want to do those things even more. And so at that point, it was like these things are even more important to me, and I haven't given away these secondary things. Yeah. And so I'm not allowed to do that. So you know, it was just as simple as going through that list and saying, yeah, it's important to me, and I think I could do it 
a, a little bit better or maybe I have more experience or something, but I'm never going to get to the things that are even more important to me if I don't give some of that away. So you're exactly right. That's good. Good. What, what, do you, what do you do to keep learning how to do your work better? What are you doing to keep learning how to do your work better? You know, I think that me continuing to encourage those other leaders that I have to point some of those things out to me has mm-hmm. been one of the most valuable things. I mean, like I said before, I learn by doing and experiencing and being in the present. I don't necessarily learn um, as well by reading a book or, you know, things like that. And so when an employee comes to me and says, hey, person A feels like you are acting like this, um, whether or not that's true or whether or not I feel that way, that's the perceived thing. So for me, it's like, wow, thank you so much for, you know, having the courage to come talk to me about it. No, I'm not upset. You know, my mantra of trying to stay humble and get rid of my pride so that we can have progress. Um, that's been really some of the most helpful things. And again, it takes a ton of courage to go to your employer and say, and try to call them out on something. So it doesn't Oh, for happen. sure. It doesn't happen a ton. I mean, don't, you know, I don't have a problem doing it with them, but for obvious reasons, it's hard for them to do that. But when they do, that's really helpful. The other thing I've been doing is uh, I've been listening to a few podcasts, and, and the one that's helped me the most is um, Craig Rochelle's Leadership Podcast. And, I mean, that's been extremely beneficial for me um, just to continue to listen to that. And I'll get little tidbits out of it every once in a while that I can hold on to, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, Craig Rich, I've listened to that a few times. He has some real practical stuff, too, that I think that people definitely can uh, implement. So it's all about yeah. becoming a better leader, for sure. Um, man, this is good. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, who, who do you surround yourself with to do your best work? Like, I know you have your employees. Is there somebody outside of that or people outside of that that you've kind of found uh, a good connection with to help you do your best work? You know, I think it's, for me, it's just been seasonal. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think what happens, it's a cyclical thing for me. I do it for a while. I'll meet with someone for a while and I will get great value. And then I'll have a, a busy season in my life and we'll put it off. Yeah. And I can feel myself slipping um, or, or being stagnant, maybe just not growing. Yeah. Then I'll have a conversation much like this and say, oh, you know what? I need to pursue those relationships again. And, um, you know, some of those people I I love. I think one of the things that you've taught me the most is just um, setting, uh, being, I guess, proactive with your time and actually planning on your time. You know, with the old adage that if you if if you shoot for nothing, you're going to hit it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you're not, if I have no goals or no plan, or I'm not being proactive with the day and the the month and the year, then um, I could easily look back and and nothing has been accomplished or or learned. And so I think that's one thing I've learned from you. The other thing I think that you know, you and I get together fairly regularly. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I just love about you is just how encouraging you are and and always speaking words of life and and hope and encouragement to me and just everyone i see it well i mean i'll see you comment on people's social social media feeds all the time and i'm like yep yep i'll have to like that because <laughs> that's good yeah. you know um and and even the way i uh have been i know this one question you weren't asked this question to get a lot of uh, feedback for yourself but uh, even the emails i send to people for work now 
you know, I try to start with a simple, Hey, I hope your Monday is off to a great start. Um, instead of just emailing them and immediately saying, Hey, did you get my email on Friday? Oh, going straight to work. Yeah. Straight to work. Yeah. It's like, Hey, let's, let's look at them as a person first. And you know what? I think it, not that this is why I do it, but they respond to you differently. Yeah. Like you get a better response back. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. And another person I really love to, to meet with and, and he's always busy is, uh, Lance Humphreys. If I ever get a few minutes to yeah. sit down with Lance Humphreys, it's always just really encouraging. And, uh, Lance has this way of like looking at you and helping you understand, like everything's going to be okay. And mm-hmm. life changes all the time and you'll look back and it won't be a big deal. You know, but right now it feels like the biggest deal. In the yeah. World. Take it one step at a time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and the other thing I love about Lance is he he's he's always taught me a lot about working with purpose. You know, mm. um, anyone can make money, but can anyone have purpose in the midst of, of running a successful business? Um, and so just keeping that purpose in the forefront of your mind, that's been really a, a, a great thing to learn from spending time with Lance. So. Oh, those are, those are good. Yes, those are good. I think just people in general are just so important. Like you go back to to Rusty, like in our initial conversation. Matter of fact, yeah. I saw Rusty. This is off, off the beat track. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I saw Rusty the other day when I walked into my friend Scott Kluskowski's office. Yeah, Scott gave Rusty his first ever job. And so right. uh, him just I'm just now feeling this where when he was talking about Scott, it's kind of like you talking about him. Oh, no doubt. He'll say that, too. Oh, he's, my goodness. I'm just now that. putting those all together. Yes. That is so cool. Yes. When I see him, I'm going to say that to him. I'm just not thinking about that. But uh, it's all it – go, and that's the reason is Scott invested in him, you know. That's right. And he learned it enough to where – I wonder if that had any play in how he handled you, you know. I think it does. I think he uh, he said that before, the opportunities that Scott had given him yeah. and – and, and believed in him and invested in him. Um, I'm almost positive Rusty has said that before. If not directly, he's alluded yeah. to it. Yes. But, um, and that's why, you know what, that's why I have come to really embrace that what I originally said was that relationships are the only things you take with yeah. you. You know, you, you don't literally take anything with you when you die, but those relationships don't die. Mm-hmm. You know, they continue on. And the way you, you know, Scott invested into Rusty and Rusty invested in me and hopefully I'm able to invest in other people. Yeah. Like, you know, when Scott's gone, that's still living. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. That is super awesome. Have you met Scott? Yeah, I've met him a couple of okay. times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Scott and I go to church together. I don't know if you know that. And so. Oh, no. I didn't yeah. He, that. he goes, he comes up to uh, Guthrie. And so, uh, yeah. Oh, really? uh-huh. Yeah. And so I, I hang out with him essentially kind of like every 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 Sunday, so uh, that's all. Awesome. Yeah, and so Scott's a good guy. Well, here's another question that I have because uh, that kind of got me sidetracked. But how do you measure your progress? Just for people listening, like they kind of hear your story now, they know that you've achieved some success. How how are you measuring your progress? If you have a, a way of doing that, what does that look like? If you've had different methods that you use, what does that look like? If you could go into that real quick, just a little bit. Oh, wow. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, especially as a business owner, a lot of times you, you're just tempted to, to measure the financial progress or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the easy thing to look at. Um, I think lately it's been about setting those goals 
because I never have been a goal setter until yeah. I started meeting some people like you and some other people that are like, you got to set some goals, yeah. even if they're really simple, you know, um, if they're simple, then that's a great, that's a great first step. Cause then you can go back and go, okay, got that one. Let's try it again. And you, your goals can get bigger and grow. Um, but you know, last year was the, really the first time I started setting goals for the year. Mm. Um, and so it's fairly simple when you set goals, then you can go back and look at the list, look at your goals and see if you're meeting them. Yeah. And so that's one way to measure, I feel like, yeah. um, how, you, how you're doing as far as progress and stuff. And, and even personally, I think it's really important to not just focus on your business and, and vice versa, not just focus on your family or your hobbies, but to try to set some, some goals in all of those different areas. Um, so you know, last night I'm, I'm laying in bed looking at my phone and one of my goals for this year was to s stay off my phone yeah. uh, <laughs> when, I, when yeah. I go to bed, yeah. you know, um, because I think it, it hinders good conversation with your spouse. Yeah. It also just doesn't, I don't get as good as sleep because yeah. I just stare at that dumb thing and it never adds value to my life <laughs> in the way I use it. Not that for someone else it couldn't, but not in the way I use it. So, I mean, just last night I'm looking at my phone going, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. just to put it up, but like even those just, you know, those little goals, I feel like um, you can go back and look at them and you can, it's a pretty good measuring stick, yeah. but if you don't ever write them down and refer back to them, then it's kind of hard to know what you're measuring. Yeah, you for know? sure. One of the things that I heard you say was talking about the clean start community, like, Hey, we had 203 one year, 140 uh, this yeah. year, whatever. Are y'all, do y'all use a spreadsheet to put those numbers in to kind of, cause that's a way, like what, what do you use to do that? Are you just kind of like going based off memory or do you have a, a way? No, that well, I mean, I, I actually don't do that. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know. Okay. I think they sign up. I think they use like survey monkey maybe okay. um, to get those people signed up and then they move them over into uh, MailChimp. So okay. we basically start a new mailing list every year with a new clean start project. Oh, okay. Because um, we send special emails just to those participants and things. Yeah. Um, so we have that, that ongoing list that we keep. And every year it's, you know, there'll be some of the same people that are participating year after year, but they'll be on the, a new list, if that makes sense. So. Oh, no. No, that's cool. Yeah. So that's a way that you can. So, yeah. So that's a practical way. So you have this community of people that you're, you you kind of create each year from that. From you take those lists into a, a new MailChimp. Uh, yes. List. And so therefore, each year you can kind of see the number of people that you had within that yeah. in, within that project. Yep, totally. So great. And we'll refer back to, uh, you know, things we've written and articles we've been a part of or um, former emails from the year before. And we, we can easily find all that information or maybe a blog we wrote that says, like, we started with 19 and then we went to 60 and then we went to 120 and almost 200. So we can kind of see the growth. But yeah, after all these years, those numbers are starting to go away. They used to be in my head, you know, because yeah, I was really sure. proud of that growth. And also lately, I've just not focused as much on as many people uh -huh. as we can possibly get. But like, you know, how can we form the strongest community yeah. instead of like how many people, you know? Yeah. And and also, this is the first year that I really haven't done much with Clean Start. Um, I'm participating myself, and I'm trying to give guidance and direction to a couple employees, but they have kind of done the whole thing. Uh, themselves so they've done a great job and they wanted to do it from the outset and that was really good for me just to hand that off so that's been really cool 
That is super cool, actually. Yeah, that's progress. Making progress. That's there. progress. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so, so when you when you hear the when I say this, I hashtag everything go win before I hang uh, up. I typically tell people to go win. When you yeah. hear go win for yourself, what what does that mean to you? Oh, good question. Um, when I hear go win. I think for me, it's, it's about like I was, what I was talking about with Lance earlier, like, um, like live with purpose. Yeah. You know? So for me, a win is not responding in anger, but, but trying to like take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and actually have a conversation or keep my cool. You know, if I can do that with my kids, I have young kids and anyone who has young kids understands it's easy to lose it. (laughs) And so, you know, um, instead of losing it, if I can, uh, not that, not that the, you know, consequences may be the same with my children or whatever, but if I don't lose it, I win. Yeah. You know, and if I am, I see someone that I know wants to talk to me, but I have a whole list of things that I need to do. If I choose to walk away and go start my list instead of giving them a few minutes that they need, then I lost. And yeah. so for me to like focus more on what's important in any given situation and go actually spend a few minutes with them, then it's like, okay, I just won, you know? So any of those times when I make choices uh, to really focus on really the relationship of, of business or with my family, when I'm watching a little bit of the game and the thunders in the fourth quarter and my wife really wants to get into a deep conversation about something. <laughs> uh, I know how to win, but sometimes you just want to lose in that situation, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, making the making the right choices and the right decisions that you don't feel convicted or guilty or bad about afterwards, uh, then that's a win. That's so. good. That's good. So talking about that, this is going to be a little different, but maybe not a whole bunch of different. So go win. The way that I define go win is is – continuing or starting those things, those right things that make mm. you successful spiritually and personally. And so you just use the words right things. So mm. the next question would be, what are six, just real quick off the top of your head, just your gut feeling, what would be six right things that you say, hey, be consistent in these six right things just to get the most out of life? Mm. Yeah, sure. We've talked about four things, and then I think one time you talked you talked about we had talked about five, and now uh-huh. we're up to six. Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm adding uh-huh. a seven. So I do the go win workshops, and okay. I'm actually sending my my workbook off to a, a person to kind of revive it for me. And I'm going to add a seven because uh, one of the right things that just you may even add you may say this one is health. Like I don't have health on the go win approach. So the oh, go-in yeah. approach are just like, hey, here are the seven right things that I think everybody should be awesome. consistent in. And I don't help health on there, so I'm adding health. Uh, so it's now seven, but today you can just give us six. That's correct. <laughs> well, you know, health was kind of one of mine. I mean, yeah. just recently, I one day my wife texted me and said, it's beautiful outside. You should take a walk. <laughs> wow, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. Now, of course, I was in the thick of it and busy, and I didn't. <laughs> but, but Not too my, late. You know, uh, it was actually this week we had we had one day that was really pretty, and I just was sitting in front of the computer for two hours straight, and I said, I'm getting out of here. And I went and just took a walk a few blocks around the, the neighborhood behind us. And so for me, I mean, what, the other thing that Julie's taught me is uh, to learn how to vacation, man. I never oh, knew how yeah. to vacation. 
And I never knew how much, how valuable it was for your relationship with your family and for your own well-being and really for health too. I mean, I don't know if you're talking about eating right and exercise, but that's a part of health for me. So the first one I would say is, you know, vacation. And I don't, and I mean like taking a real vacation Yeah. and it doesn't have to be fancy, but just take a vacation and also like small breaks or vacations throughout your day. Yeah. Um, so take a break, take a walk, go read a book, you know, work on a hobby for 45 minutes or something. Um, the other thing I, I actually wrote these down cause I knew I could talk about them forever. So I said, uh, give yourself grace. Just don't beat yourself up. Learn from your mistakes would be the second one. Surround yourself with people that will love you enough to call you out, make you a better person. Don't let bitterness take root in your heart. And I said vacation or take breaks often um, and never stop learning or never stop growing either one of those. But so those would be my six. Okay. Say them again. Just real quick. What's the first one? Give yourself grace. Okay. Grace. Two. Learn from your mistakes. Okay, three. Surround yourself that with people that will call you out. Four. Don't let bitterness take root in your heart. Okay, five. Vacation. Okay, six. Never stop learning. Never stop learning. Nice. Those are good, man. Real good. Well, that's where I'm at now. All those things have really added value to my life in the past year or so. No, that's good. Um, what what is some, what is something that uh, you've been doing that you just infatuated with? Is it a piece of candy you've been eating a lot? Technology, just something <laughs> you like? Man, I just right now this is my jam. What is that thing for you right now? Well, it's really new. But last weekend I took Judah camping in the Wichita's, and I've been down to the Wichita mountains before but never actually spent the time to go hiking on several of those, you know, mountaintops and stuff. And it is gorgeous. And it gave me, I've had the best week for some reason, being outside enjoying God's creation. Yeah. And then just coming home, I was recharged and ready to go. And I keep thinking, man, the next free weekend I have, we're going back out there and <laughs> I'm going to yeah. take Elsie with me. You know, <laughs> we'll take everyone. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just so awesome to be outside and, and I keep thinking about that. I've always wanted to be a, my family to be a camping family that enjoys outdoors, but I just, we have, you know, it's really hard with young kids, but that's what I keep thinking about just being outside and enjoying it because I don't do it enough. Yeah, no, that's so. good. Good, good, good. Being outdoors in the mountains. I think I saw a picture on Instagram where you and uh, Judah were just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That yeah, was we good. With a couple dads and um and their sons and it was just really fun it was so much easier to camp with other other guys to help set up the tent and let the boys just run around the woods yeah for sure (laughs) that was good yeah for sure for sure well that's good well man i deeply appreciate you doing this how can people find you all online social media whatever you want to tell people how they can find you yeah i mean i i run uh blue sevens twitter account and it's just blue and then underscore the number seven um jacob here at the store jacob peregrine runs the instagram but i usually will keep up with that because i think it's a great way to interact with customers uh personally and that's just blue underscore seven as well or my personal instagram is more underscore than underscore okay so more than okay with an underscore between or just come by the shop and say hi i'm usually at the store monday through friday so what's the address or online how can they find you 
7518 North May Avenue in Oklahoma City. Or uh, we have a website for Just OK right now where we sell all of our Oklahoma goods. Um, that's shopjustok.com. And we're actually, you know, one of our goals for this year for the store is to get a website for Blue 7. So we just had a meeting about it yesterday, and our goal is to get a, a really fresh and new perspective um, and a new customer hopefully from uh, interacting with them online so we'll have a shop uh, let's see myblue7.com should be up by this summer with blue seven goods on it so oh nice 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 well good 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 again thank you so much i i really uh am excited about just this go win community podcast just bringing the mm-hmm. stories in and helping people uh learn be inspired, connect in community i say that i link people L-I-N-C-C people and so uh, through letting people share their stories. So thank you so much, Caleb. I've always appreciated your story and, and what you do. Well, I appreciate it too. This has been fun. Cool beans. All right. Well, go win and uh, I'll see you soon, sir. Yep. Hey, I'll see you uh-huh. next Wednesday. Thank you. All right. Bye. I'll see you. Bye.